0: The end of the year they would always have a, a rowing match between all universities and the yeshiva university always always lost and they wanted to find out why is it that they always lose so they decided to send a spy to yale university and the spy comes back all excited he says we, we're doing it all wrong it's supposed to be one person yelling and eight people rowing And the truth is, this is what the Alter Rebbe said in Tanya, that the BS Mashiach is tolleri, senu, senu, man, agolus. as the Rebbe, one Sunday by dollars, pointed out very emphatically. The Rebbe pointed and he, he responded. He says, if I am the Rebbe, I am saying, and he pointed with his finger, you are responsible for Mashiach, you are responsible. He pointed to everyone around him. And the Rebbe asked the question: If we are the ones who bring Mashiach through Torah mitzvahs, why is it only the Torah mitzvahs that we do during Golus? Calls man When you do Torah mitzvahs, why dafka when you do Torah mitzvahs in Golis? And The Rebbe explains because it's in Golus that you see the chiddush of a yid. You see what a yid is capable of doing. Dafka in Golus. And Hasidus explains, the Pasik says, Isha kisazriya viyolda zakhar. And the Gemara says that when the woman conceives first, she gives birth to a zakhar. And the, the Arya will bring philosophers that explain, it makes no sense. Why? Isha the. viyolda zakhar. And they explain because it's not from the Isha, it's from the Ish. But the Alta Rebbe said that's not the simple meaning. The simple meaning of the Chazal is Ishmach Ishmachriya, the old She is the one who is the cause of the Zohar. She brings the Zohar. And it's like the Alta Rebbe told the Tzemach Tzedek. When the Tzemach Tzedek refused to become Rebbe, the Alta Rebbe told him, He says, Ishmachriya tchilah, Yeladis nekeva, that's your mother, the Vedalea isha that's you and you are the you are the Yiddish. and this is a marshal on the jewish people and on the everest and the yidin the everest is the chasen the yidin are the isha and the traitor is telling us only the everest has the power to create and who did he give that power to he gave that power to the woman and that's why She is the Creator. And that's why Yishu be all And when do you see the ability of the woman, the ability of the Yid to create? You see it Dapke in Golas. in the time of darkness. And there are different levels. And which explains why as the Golas continues it just gets darker and darker. You know, Chabad. We have a minute, We study between Pesach and the Shavuos. We study the Shita. So at the end of the Shita, the Gemara talks about the simonim, the signs of Yikveset the Mashiach. That right before Mashiach comes, things get so dark, and it gets darker and darker. Every day that the Golus continues, the Gallus is not passive. Every day that the Golus continues, we have a chiddush, a chiddush in Golus, a new korban, a fresh korban. Whoever the Beis Amigdus was not built in that day, in his day and age, it's a new Chorbit, not only, didn't the to bring Mashiach, the Abishter made a new Chorbit, a deeper depth in the darkness of Gala. And the question is, why is this a preparation for the coming of Mashiach? When you prepare for something, the preparation has to be, has to reflect the thing you're preparing for. Why is this the preparation for Mashiach? The deepest darkness, The answer is, because it's only in this darkness that you see the ability of a Yid, that a Yid is a creator, a Yid has the ability to create. And in general, we have three different levels. The first level is that you see Yid Shreit Na Oy You see the power and the strength of Oy. The fact that Oy is able to reach, the light is able to reach and to penetrate the darkness. And it's able not to be affected by the darkness. You see the strength of earth. That earth is substance, and darkness is void. And a little light dispels a lot of darkness. I'll never forget when we visited Russia, in 1986. This was before Perestroika, Glasnost. With my father Rabbi Hershy Spalter, in Costa Rica, and we visited the Tsarik of Leningrad. Then it was Leningrad. Rabbi Kogan. And he told us a story. Then he himself heard the story. The Russian government in the early 70s invited Jan Pierce, the famous opera singer, Jewish opera singer, to sing, to perform in Russia. One of his pieces that he prepared was Rabbi And this was broadcast on Russian radio sort of is telling us he heard this from the Yid, the Yid comes home from work, he was exhausted, and the radio is on. And all of a sudden in his dream, he's semi awake, semi dreaming, he hears from Russian radio. In the early 70s, the Kaiser said, that I'm Kaiser, and the Russian Tsar said, I am Tsar, and Yitzhak Badichir Iskadash, made up. He was pinching himself. It's impossible. Russian radio, he came to the only logical conclusion, Mashiach must have come. It's one thing if you hear the Kadesh here. But if you hear in such a setting, in such darkness, it gives you the goosebumps. You realize the power, you realize the strength and the power of earth. And what's true on a global scale is also true in our own personal life. It's the struggle, the wrestling match between between the Shabbos and the Nefesh Olamis, which is Eul, the Nefesh Habamis, the instinctive soul, the natural soul, the animal soul, the impulsive soul, which is Chayisha. And the fact that the Nefesh Olamis has enough strength to not to be affected by the Nefesh Habamis and to win the the struggle, to triumph, it brings out the Yisrael Mitocha Habamis, this strength of the Nefesh al But the truth is it's much deeper than that. Because the Nefesh al is very ambitious. The Nefesh is not satisfied in triumphing and winning over the Nefesh The Nefesh of wants to transform the Nefesh of Amis. He wants the Nefesh is also to love the Nefesh and what's true on a microcosm is also true on a global scale. A yid is not satisfied that we serve the Eberster. But as the Gemara says, whoever says, Amen, Yahweh, Sh'meid Abba, with all his strength, even if there is a decree in heaven against you, for 70 years it's torn apart. Why? What's Amen, Yahweh, Abba? a Yid is not satisfied that we love the Evershter we want to make sure that we want to make sure that every single human being that the entire world we want the entire world also to love the e-bishter. when you truly love someone it's not enough that you love them you want everyone to love them so the, yid, the Nefesh Kids wants to transform the Nefesh ab-a. How do you transform Cheshav? How do you transform darkness? Darkness doesn't respond to godliness. And Hasidus explains, because the Nefesh is essentially, not evil. It's neutral. The impulsive soul, basically, what, what is a person looking for in life? What does a person really want in life? A person is looking for energy, passion, life. Materialism per se, if it's not exciting, It's not interesting, it has to be entertaining, it has to be exciting, it has to be interesting, it has to be life, passion, that's really what a person is looking for in life. Because a person who lives a life, an impulsive life, just follows his instincts, you become jaded. You're dead inside, there's no soul, there's no passion, there's no life. You look into the eyes of a chassel, you see life, you see innocence, you see purity. You see it, it's exciting, and that's what attracts I don't understand this, but I see something that I like. There's life. We're coming from somewhere, we're going somewhere, there's a purpose, there's a mission, there's a... And even though they don't understand, this is how you start attracting, this is how you start educating. You habamis, You start harnessing and transforming that even you should also start enjoying Gatholka, Gatholka. but even this is very limited because ultimately you have not really transformed the darkness itself you have transformed that part of the darkness that could become a vehicle for godliness but the darkness itself cannot be reached. The ultimate khidr, the ultimate novelty, is the ability to transform the darkness itself into light, the bitterness itself into sweetness, the negative itself into positive. <coughs> As Al ever brings the zoya, but I'm sure by your ba'yakhoi. When Rabbi wanted to enter into the yeshiva, into the heichel, Rabbi Shimon ba So Rabbi Shimon ba said, Whoever has not transformed darkness to light is not allowed into my heichel. Because this is the essence of Rashbi. Rashbi had the ability to transform negative into positive. As the famous story with Rashbi and the Gemara, two Tanoim students of Rajbi, colleague students, Rabbi Yehudah ben Asmai, Rabbi Hudah ben Gedim, came to visit him. And when they left, Rajbi told his son, Lazar, go escort these two, Chashuva, Chashuva, Tanoim, and I'll give you a bracha. Fine, he escorts them. He listens to that conversation. They turn to him, they say, what do you want? He said, my father sent me to receive a bracha. So sure, we'll give you a bracha. May you sow your field and you should never, never reap your field. May you take in merchandise and may you never take in any money. May you sell things and you should never bring in any money. May your home be destroyed and you should only live in the inn. Your table should be overturned and you shouldn't live to see the new year. Oh you bet, it's right. Abrach, 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 he comes home to his father Cresple and Shpi says, No, did he get a bracha? He says, a This is what they told me. Ah, he says, You don't understand, it's all bracha. You should reap the field. It means you should have children. You should sow. You should sow the field, you should have children. But ask for shalom, parents should never bury their children. You shouldn't reap. You should take in merchandise. You should bring daughters in law to your home. Become part of your family. As for showing your children should not die young, and they, they should return to their family, you should give your daughter's hand in marriage, and their husband shouldn't die young, that they would have to return back at home. This world is compared to a temporary place, an inn. The grave is a lot more permanent than this world. So they gave you a bracha. You shouldn't you shouldn't see the kaver. You should live long in this world, in this temporary inn your table should be overturned you should have Gimelach and Anaclash making a tumult and a mess in your, in your dining room and you shouldn't live to see the new year because there's a mitzvah in the Torah Shonar and Shonar the first year you get married you have to spend with your wife you're not allowed to leave town so Chas Roshol you shouldn't lose your, your spouse your wife you'd have to remarry and you'd have to celebrate again the first year so the Rebbe points out that only Rabbi Shimon had the ability to take a curse, a klala, and to reveal that the klala itself is really a bracha. It's all brachas. And that's why, as Rahil Hillel of Pirates has said in the name of the Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Shimon was beyond the korban. For Rabbi Shimon there was no korban. There was no destruction. Rabbi Shimon suffered more than anyone else. He lived in the cave for 13 years, but there was no korban. So much so that he was upset when the Talmud of the Arizal, or of Abraham Alevi, who used to say Nachim, we say it only once a year in Tisha He used to say it every time we said the long Sheminesh, he would say Nachim, in Mirta, he would say Nachim, because he was a Gilgal of the Neshama of Yirmiya and Navi and he felt the Churban, he ached and painted over the Churban, and every single day, he would say a regular Sheminesh, even including Rishchay, Rishchal, he would say Nachim, and he said it even on La'gobayim. And Yavashim Ha'gobayim got very upset. On my day of my simcha, you're saying nah. Because Yavashim Ha'gobayim was connected to the Gaul. That's why Bohem is such a tremendous celebration. Baha'i Sefer Yit'chum M'Beyi Galusa. is not going to go out of the Gaul with the Sefer Hazayah. And Yavashim Ha'gobayim is beyond the Hurva. And how much more so, the Baal Shemteh. the The Torah, the Baal Shemtiv, the Kiddush of the Baal teyze, The Baal of Torah is the Torah of Mashiach. a sheyefurtzum einaseh Mashiach told the Baal When your Torah will spread, that will bring the coming of Mashiach, because that is Teirat Yishon Mashiach. And what's the Kiddush of the Baal Shemteh? The Kiddush of the Baal Shemteh is not only that every Yid has a Neshama, that deep down inside, every Yid has a pintle Yid. The Kiddush of the Baal is far more profound. As the Pidikidev ever said in the name of the and Shem Tov, on the Pasuk, so the Baal said, when a Yid is hungry, when your body is hungry, you're hungry. You think that you're hungry because your body is hungry. But the truth is you're hungry for the Nitzit Tzalakim you're hungry for the godly parts. That what we think is physical hunger is really godly hunger. Why is it that human beings have insatiable appetites? Because at the very core and at our very essence, we are godly. The essence of the Gulf is connected with the essence of Hashem. And therefore, since the Hashem is undefined, Therefore we have an insatiable appetite. Nothing could satisfy our hunger because what we're really hungering for is not cashless, it's not physical, material, external. Power, money, fame, nothing could possibly satisfy our deep need and hunger because what we're really hungering for is for the essence of Hashem and the only way to satisfy that hunger is only through Torah and And the new level the third level, the level of darkness, the greatest level of darkness, which really began the post-Holocaust generation, when Yiddishkeit shifted to at after, as the saying that the rabbis bring, that Martin Tyler didn't even reach this Western Hemisphere. The Western Hemisphere was given in the higher part of the world. When the world became so far, so coarse, that it's not even a vessel for Kazims. And that in this city, you see the ultimate Chitr. It's a beautiful story. Fili Gerebe was in Chicago, bigger Chicago, the Kramer family. It was very helpful and friends of Beisarab. One of the Kramer brothers lived in Chicago the Fiddiqued Abba came to town, he wanted his children to meet, to meet the Fiddiqued Abba. And one of his children had no interest, no interest in Yiddish He was actually very, very futzquedic. He says, I have no interest in meeting an old European rabbi. Anyway, the Fiddiqued came to visit his business, his office, and his son worked in the same building. His father sent a message to his son, come, the devil is here, come see the fidu He says, I'm not interested. The fidu comes to the office and he says, where's your son? He told him the truth, he was embarrassed. He says, my son is not interested. The fidu says, I'm going to go meet him. So they took him downstairs, and he acted very chutzpidek. No shame. American style, put his feet on the chair, on the desk, it was very chutzpah, his father wanted to bury himself in shame, the feeling of Said, commented, he says, you know, he turns to Mr. Kramer, he says, I like your son, he says, with his chutzpah, he says, he can conquer the world. It wasn't the small from the Americanish, the and the coarseness. of the contrary, the ability to transform the Choishek itself into earth. And we saw that the most by the Rebbe. The Shabbos of all that are there. The Rebbe said, that Tavshin Yud, Bo HaShemesh, Zalach HaShemesh, the real here started Tavshin Yud, and Tavshin Yud, the Rebbe once said, is if you turn the letters around is Evan Shasia. we know the Evan Shasia there was no Hurban beyond Hurban the Aaron and the Lokhis are buried, are hidden under the Harabayas. they're there but they're buried, they're hidden the Evan Shasia was never buried it's there, it's open. it's revealed it's beyond Hurban it's not of the Hurban and we saw that we saw that despite the fact that we're living in mm-hmm. the darkest moment, just like by Mitzrayim, the moment of the Yom Mesh you can feel the Choshach, it's such a Choshach. And that in that time, you saw the ultimate Chiddush of the Sabbath, the ability to transform the darkness itself into light. This is not the The bitterness and the sweetness. And we saw something that's unprecedented, just like we find by Moeshe who through Nisim before, by Abraham doing Nisim, by Yitzchot, Yitzchot, Yitzchot. But Nisim on such a grand, global scale, for 40 years, that was the Kiddush of Moeshe Rabbein, called Ashvim Chavidin, that you saw by the we saw Nisim, Klau Yisrael saw Nisim in our generation on such a global scale. The Ness of Eretz Yisrael and the nest that Rabbi Weinberg mentioned tonight is the 40th anniversary of the Six-Day War. And the Nisim on a global scale, the collapse of communism. And today for the first time in Jewish history, there isn't a single year in the world. Not a single yid in the world who doesn't have the opportunity to study Torah and their mitzvahs. And Yiddishkeit is flourishing today in every corner of the world at every shluchat. We started reading the ability to take a midbar, a midbar shmama, a midbar where only snakes and scorpions could feel at home, a place that's the antithesis of Getlachyit. It's not even a caliph for Getlachyit a place that anyone could have sworn 30 years ago, nothing is going to grow here. Yiddish guy cannot grow in such a parched land. And today you have thriving, flourishing, homegrown communities literally in every corner of the world. The ultimate Kiddush. And what was the Rebbe's song, which is our shlitz to every Yid living in our community, Ata b'chartan no our shlithness is to tell every single yid living in our community that everyone is obligated, every single yid is obligated to say to himself that the whole entire world is on an equal scale and that I, single-handedly, have the ability through my isha'achats, dirbuda, I have the ability because I'm a yid, I'm a a I have the ability to single-handedly close the deal, create the critical mass and bring the goal. the Rebbe would always say the difference in Geulah and Geulah. It's aleph. What's ours? One year, one mitzvah has the ability. The story with the Tzamo Tzadik. Tzamo Tzadik once turned to his chassidim and he said, you know, Mashiach is ready to come. He's waiting for the last year to do the last mitzvah. He said, the Rebbe, Please, tell us, where is this year? We'll go to the end of the world. We'll go to Australia. We'll go to the end of the world. Tell us where this year is. Let him do the mitzvah already. And enough with Yiddish and So the devil smiles and he says, maybe it's you.
1: <laughs> if
0: every year to live with this thought, on a Wednesday afternoon, on a regular day, I who am a insignificant, there's no such thing. I have the ability and I have the privilege. And the worst responsibility. I can't rely on this and that one. Every one of us has to take the responsibility. But the ultimate khidrsh. You know the ish is In order to beget the yaledeth. We have to evoke a response. We need the ish. Nazriy. As the Rebbe always used to tell us in Mashiach is the Abish We are doing our Shia, our part. But ultimately, the that has to stir. The that has to shift. Something has to move. And after Chavchah's Mitzvah, the devil was, the was very exciting. It was a tremendous Chiddush then. The Rabbanim came out with a Pesach Din. An abundant from all over the world came out with the psak Din that the Aprishtha must bring Mashiach. And the devil was very excited. You don't find in Shilos at from from Gdunli Israel, you don't find anywhere that abundant paskining Mashiach should come. A rub paskin, a chicken is toshir, sure, it's not kosher. Where is it who is Where do you find that a rob should take upon himself the paskin Mashiach? has to come, has to come. But this is a chidash. A yid has to know who he is. A yid has to know that he has the ability to push the envelope. He has the ability to create a chidash. And a yid has the ability to demand and to urge from the abishtha that Mashiach, he must bring Mashiach. And just like the Geulah that came after the Chorbun by his rish, the Abishta did not respond. The Abraham you know, he didn't respond to Yitzchak. He responded, Rachel. Rachel, mevakeh Albana. It was Rachel's Mercedes nefesh for Leah. Rachel's Mercedes nefesh that she wasn't buried with the Yakov, just for the sake of the children. That stirred. That evoked the ishmaslia. That evoked the elazar. The elazar. That evoked the gurul. The binyan bayishem. And the same is true in our day and age, in our both. It's Rachel who represents Yin. And this convention is dedicated and that's why when Mr. Spritzer asked me to speak I couldn't say no. It's dedicated to my dear grandmother, Baba Rahul Rachel Bastentien, who passed away Lamit Nissen, Alice, the Rashvedish, Eir, and Eir we all know is Rashvedes, Gavrov, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Rachel. At the age of 99, my two aunts are sitting here. Belorabashkin, Leila, And just like Rachel, my grandmother had a very tragic life she was separated from her husband she lost her husband at a very young age He was a widow for 63 years and she herself came from a very illustrious family she married into a illustrious family, she herself came from an illustrious family and Tien Rubenson was an Ud Eneku one of the biggest Hasidim of the he was one of those Hasidim. he himself gave gratis and he gave a bracha, I think, until three generations, all their children, grandchildren will all be through. And that whole, that whole family is all through. And she married Mordechai Hersh the son, Rav Adam Chartanav, the composer of the ben and the song that we sing in honor of Yud-Beis, and hundreds of citizens and women. And from the city of Nikolayev, the Rebbe's the Rebbe's birthplace. Most of the songs that the Rebbe taught, the ten Nagunim that the Rebbe taught, are all from Nikolayev. All Chabad Talmud About Abraham the father of all the brothers. And some of our most popular Nagunim, that Rebbe loved to sing. It's all, it all from the city of Nikolayev. And at my at their wedding in 1930. And Amr Kharatanav composed a song. My papa's parents, Benzion and Sarah, Ruben's son, she, she was called Sarah. She named the three daughters, they three daughters and three sons, named the three daughters after the Emmaus. The first one was Rivka, uh, Mubiliva, and Rahul, and Leah, Leah So he composed a song of the words Rahul Mavak Albanah in honor of her wedding. And little did he he know that 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 reflected her life. Her husband was drafted in the army. They lived in a little city in Ukraine called Katalevich. They were fleeing from the Nazis. And they got stuck in a little little village next to Saratov, which is a big city in Russia. And she was all alone, amongst 300 Goyesh families, the only Jewish family, with four Pitzalat Medalats, four little girls. My mother and Dusia Vogel in London, my two aunts are right here. And for two years, although there was a terrible hunger, she didn't take any trefis into her mouth. She clearly survived on... She sc- scrapped together wheat every day, some kernels of wheat, She used to make a soup. And that's where she lived on for two years. And single-handedly raised the children, kept chaves and Yantiv, even baked matzo for pesto. And then she realized that this can't go on. When she stopped receiving letters from her husband, who unfortunately, died in the Russian front in 1944. She decided she has to leave. She found out that her sister, Leah and Mendel Putafas, are in Samarkand, in Uzbekistan. Hundreds of Lubavitch families made their way to Samarkand during the war, away from the Nazis. And she decided by hook or by crook, she has to get there. Otherwise she's not going to survive another winter like this. And although she was terrified of the dark in Russia, she had to get permission to make any move. She couldn't just go. So to get to the office, to get permission, she had to travel a day and a half, or two days. And she went. She was terrified, but she went by foot. And she comes to the office. And the bureaucrat says, No, I'm not giving you any permission. Anyone who knew my grandmother, she was able, she couldn't yell. She was the epitome <laughs> of able, kind. But what won't the mother do for her children? she started banging on the table and she said, How dare you! my husband is in the front and you're sitting here and you're not giving me permission? He said, I'm not leaving here until you give me permission. And he saw that she meant it. That this is for real. So, he gave me permission and they allowed her and all of her four daughters to travel and she made her way to Samarkand. And her whole life, 99 years, and Nefesh of Emesis. And just like she she banged on her table she reflects what Kali Yisrael is. The Debit told us that we have to say we want Mashiach now. He didn't even say he didn't say we should say please bring Mashiach now. He didn't. Kali Yisrael was so able. But when it comes to our children when it comes to something that's Negeya, we bang on the table and we have to demand. Not please. We want shift. And we're not accepting no for an answer. And we have to remember. It ever taught us. It ever reminded us what a Yid is. It ever reminds us. A Yid has the ability to create a Chiddush. If a Yid decides. <laughs> <laughs> it ever taught us. If a Yid will truly decide. It ever says if there were 10 yidin who meant it with an Emes. It ever is not playing with words. If there were 10 yidin in the world who mended it with an "em"? who would not bang on the table and tell the Ebrishter, we're not taking no for an answer, we need Mashiach now. There's no question. That the Ebrishter will respond, respond, and the Ebrishter will stir. And as the Rebbe said by the Vladimir rally, we won't need to travel by plane, we won't need to travel by train, by plane. In one split second, we'll find ourselves in Eretz Yisrael, and we're getting ready to read to read the Torah, the Asadis Ad And all of first ask the question, the first of the Asadis had says a Where is the mitzvah? It's not a mitzvah, it's a declaration, it's a statement. I am a shematukar But the Gemadh says clearly it's a mitzvah, they have the sadis adibras, they ten mitzvahs Where is the mitzvah? So there's a tremendous chiddush Written by the smart one of the Rishonim who counts the Tayak Mitzvahs, and he says that there is a mitzvah. Here. What's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is to believe that just like Hashem took us out of Eretz even though we were not worthy, so too we have to believe, whether we're worthy or not, that the Eibers is going to take us out of this goal And this is the first mitzvah, a nice. a Hashem and then we go to the next Mitzvah. So that, they the question, why won't the Yid bow down to an idol under the threat of death? It's not idolatry. If you don't believe in it, it's not idolatry. The guy who's holding a gun to your head, he knows that you don't believe in it. Yeah. So it's, it's not idolatry. Or, why would the Yid throw his life away? and her seventh son. Why did they throw their life away? For what? To prove what? If they would have lived, they would have grown up to become Tannoyim. And they just threw their life to it. Now the Nebuchadnezzar explained that this is the essence of what a Yid is all about. For a Yid, it's not an option to be disconnected from the Ebershed, even for a split second. Even though it's only external, superficial, the appearance, it's simply not an option for a Yid. And the Ebershed practice is what he preaches. So the, the fact that we have a lega This moment is a split second, just a split second, that there's a darkness. For the first time in Jewish history, we don't see the Devah Bas. From the times of Avramadi, from the times of Adam and Ishmael, there never was a moment in history, in world history, in Jewish history, that you can't see the Tzaddik, you said, Eloh so although, the, despite the fact that sinism is not a truth, it's not acceptable. Where's the Eberstid? Just like a Yid can't be disconnected from the Eberstid, even for a split second, even if it's only external, the Eberstid has to practice what it preaches. The Eberstid also is so connected to a Yid that even though the entire is called it's only for a split second, but even a split second is too long. Even if it's only external. And the Aprishna has to be Mysan, the A-Pist has to reveal himself. And then what's the next mitzvah? You're not allowed to swear falsely. The very first time that the Aprishta spoke to the very first year, Avramavina, by the Vristpin of Sadam, the very first thing that he promised him was K-ni, Amoin Moyo the east bank of the Jordan which is going to come with it, the Mesa Mashiach 3800 years ago the Ebers swore not in the Medrash in the Paira in the Bible in front of all the nations of the world 3800 years later they're talking about giving back the little piece of earth that we have today what happened to the Ebers just and then you go by it the next mitzvah is you have to keep Shabbos. After Shabbos, we had Mashiach Suda at the Chabad house. And at the end of the Suda, we went around the room asking people to say something about Mashiach, how they relate to Mashiach. And there was a young, uh, a young person there, comes from a very prominent family in the Upper East Side. And he got up. And he, spoke, he spoke very movingly. He said, till two weeks ago, I had no idea what Mashiach is. But I saw at Chapa there was a lecture that says everything you wanted to know about Mashiach and were afraid to ask. Shabbaton. So he came and he said, and I asked the question. It says after 120 years a person has asked three questions. Were you honest in business? Did you set aside time to study Torah? And did you wait for Mashiach to be to Yeshua? He said, I understand the first two. Did you set aside the time to study Torah? Didn't you set aside time to study Torah? Well, are you honest in business or you're not honest in business? That's clear. What do you mean to peacefully assure? What does it mean? And he said that he heard that there's a magic. It's the ninth inning. All the bases are loaded. He it says it's not a nail-biter. You read the most suspenseful novel. You're up to the last page. You can't wait to read the end of what's going to happen. We are now at the end of Jewish history. We're at the end, the culmination of 3,800 years. It's a nail biter. We're at the Shabbos, right before Lich Bench. We've been waiting for this moment, Sunday and Monday, and Shabbos, HaShabbos, Shemul HaShabbos, We've been talking about Shabbos all the time. Now we are Bena Shmoshes. We are literally at the last moment before. It's a nail-biter. How can you not think about it and, and talk about it and prepare for it? The Ebershah should help. We're about to go to Shvoz. Matum was the Misty Eberson. The first part of the marriage in the Ebershah and Yidin. And Mashiach will be the time when the Ebershah will consummate the marriage. 3,300 years. Yidin aplatsi. If the Eberster is possible, it's an abnormal situation. Abrister for 3,300 years. And we haven't consummated the marriage. The Abrister will consummate the marriage only when he rebuilds the third base Amikdash. And he gathers 14 million Yidn will be dancing in the streets of Yiddish So a Yid has the right to demand and to ask the Abrister, and the Abrister will surely. Answer our heartfelt, sincere prayers, and he won't be able to remain indifferent to Rachel, to the demands of Rachel, Rachel Yemeinu, and all the Rachels, and all the schus Nashim all the Nashim who are sitting here and who precede precede us, and the Ebrshel Kali Yisrael who is compared to Rachel, Ebrshel will not be able to remain indifferent. Our Tfila and our demand. And we'll be there. That the death will lead us out of dollars, and take us, Yerushalayim, and in us. And base and make the shashlish. Yeah.